Whoa, Rich. Whoa, man. You look exhausted. I'm having a hard day. I'm having a hard day. What's wrong? You sick? What happened? No, I'm fine. I just, as, as a leader, yeah. my career is done. Oh, well, what is your career exactly? I am the customer success manager level four, Roman numeral four, for Salesforce for 13 years. I manage a team of people that make sure our clients are happy. And I'm done. I'm done. 13 years of building knowledge and expertise swirling down the drain. Is this because people finally figured out that Salesforce is unusable? Don't go there. Okay. No, that's not why. I'll tell you why. I turned on the internet box like two days ago, and someone wrote a robot. I don't know if I'm saying it right. They wrote a robot that like renegotiated his cable bill. So he had this thing message customer service at like Comcast or some nonsense. And he starts arguing about his bill. I don't think it was even founded because it was just a it was just a machine. It was AI. And I think another robot was responding from like call center place. And the two robots were talking to each other and the guy's bill went down like 28 bucks. And I was like, oh my God, we're done. I'm done. My team is done. I work so hard to make sure customers are happy. I, I solve problems for them. I, I, I unlock data that they put in the wrong place sometimes. I reach out and I'm done. Why? Because you can spit eight words onto the internet and it, it comes back with a Bob Ross painting of like unicorns dancing. Rich, done. Rich, calm down. You need some advice. So now, all right, Rich, let's talk about this. Let me give you some living in the world of AI career coaching. Okay. First of all, let's talk. Let me let me tell you about your job today. You tell me if I'm right. You're a customer success manager level four. You've been at Salesforce for 13 years. Yes. You run a team, let's say five people. It could be more. Yes. And over the years, many companies have bought installations of Salesforce. It's a tool that lets them manage customer relationships, Kanban boards. They move cards around and they say, this one looks like they might actually buy. That's what Salesforce does. So you sell that to people. Does a lot of things, but yeah, that's fine. That's the core. Let's start there. That's where you started. And now- That's where I started and we sell all kinds of clouds. There's a lot of flavors of clouds for Salesforce. I don't want to get, this isn't a Salesforce podcast. Doctor's office, not-for-profits, whatever. And so what happens is you would walk in and you'd say, hey, what do you need? You need Salesforce. And they'd be like, well, I didn't even get to say anything yet. And you go, no, no, you need Salesforce. Yes. And then you would write up a contract and they would sign it and then people would bring They'd get a login to Salesforce and all sorts of stuff. That's what you do. And they would say, look, we're having trouble scheduling dental appointments in our health portal. And you'd go, Mike over here is going to help you out. Yeah. And sometimes we share our screen. Sometimes we send them a demo. Sometimes we just write up what they should do step by step. We make sure people can use the tool. And what you're worried about is that now a computer can come in, index all the content that anyone's ever used. Have you seen this shit? Yes, I have. We're going to talk about that in one second. But you're worried about the fact that somebody can come in and say, I need help with dental appointments. Can you give it to me in the form of a video tutorial? Absolutely. And now the computer replies and says, I got it all right here for you. And it's pretty good. 
It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, love my team. I've seen this chat GPT thing. It writes better than like half of my team members. That's true. It does. It's pretty good. Punctuation's good. I Full agree. sentences. Looks legit. We're done, dude. This thing came out like Wednesday. So look, let's see how bad this is. I just went over to chat.openai.com slash chat, and I typed in, write me a customer success script for a user who's having trouble logging into Salesforce. Rich, let's take a look at that. Okay. I, here's how it starts. Hi there. I'm sorry to hear that you're having trouble logging into Salesforce. Empathy. Can you please provide me with your username or email address so I can look into this for you? Then it, it sort of continues and it actually tells you all about how to make sure you're using the correct login URL, that you're entering your username, clear your cookies. Forgot password. All that stuff. It's pretty thorough, pretty good. This is not a bad customer service interaction. Not only did it do a good job, I've never met this robot before. It's pretty it upsetting. It didn't go through my training process. You know what the robot never does? What? Never asks for a commission. Oh. Yeah. Here's the coaching you need, Rich. You actually don't know what you do. Okay, so what you actually are doing there is interacting with sets of human beings to create a software solution that's aligned with them. Now, if, if Salesforce was a true consumer product mm -hmm. focused on um, just giving everybody exactly what they wanted with no mm -hmm. human interaction, mm -hmm. this is a great tool. Like you could start to write tons and tons of documentation much more quickly. We do. Sometimes we have a knowledge base and if people want to look up the answer there, We'd love for them to do that because then they don't bother us. There are some issues with accuracy and so on and so forth with with tools like this. So they're mm -hmm. not quite ready for mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, what's nice is they can help with translation. They can help with sure. issues of tone. I'd like this to be, you know, can you write? They can write you a poem. If you want a, a poem about logging into Salesforce, they'll write you a poem. That That's very upsetting as well. I want you to think about this tool more like automatic translation. What do I tell my team? Are their jobs done for? People are nervous. Call centers vulnerable. Things like that. Things that are scripted and so on and so forth. If their job is to translate something from one language to another or from one discipline to another, they're vulnerable. So, okay. so those sort of tasks are at risk. Let me, let me reset your brain for a minute here. Okay. There are a set of new technologies that generate content from prompts, and they generate it in such a way that it's grammatically correct, pretty positive, uh, can look really good or pretty good. There's a tendency with the images to have too many like arms, so that's mm, tricky. You don't mm, want to send somebody mm. a, don't want to go on the company picnic and send a picture of people with too many arms. Mm -hmm. But you can ask it to draw you diagrams, illustrations, all kinds of things. Now you're you're a person who you have a sales role. You have to get people to buy into your product, correct? Well, I mean, that's part of it. First off, contracts end. And when the time comes to renew, we want them to renew. Ideally, we want them to like upgrade and spend more money. Like the sales process never ends. That's right. But your success yeah. is that you bring more revenue into Salesforce than you would if in Salesforce makes more money than it would if it didn't have you. I would hope so. Okay. So you're worried that Salesforce will go get to make all that money without you in the loop. Yeah, they'll replace me with a beige com computer tower. Did Stack Overflow ruin everybody's engineering jobs? Not as far as I can tell. There's 20, 30 million engineers out in the world, casual and otherwise. True. And they all use Stack Overflow. And what, what, what it actually does is it makes certain things more accessible, right? Okay. Okay. 
So in you go to you, it's, it's time to renew the contract. Yes. So now there's an interaction that you need to have and it needs to fan out to your group. What kind of communication do you normally do? You send an email, say, I want to have a phone call, right? Well, first off, relationships matter. Of course, people like to see you. People like to see me and I, I, I like to connect with them on a personal level because that's part of getting people to commit, right? Okay. Um, but also you want to show them that, look, we, 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 we produce these decks where like you got 92% of your feedback was five stars. But there's more to it than that. Sometimes we know where their pain is. They're annoyed about something and we want to get ahead of that. Now what's going to happen is they're going to get on a video call. A giant talking fish is going to be on the other line and it's going to say, hi, my name is Willie. Calm down. This is First of all, that's been Salesforce marketing for the last 20 years. So relax. They love a good talking fish. They do. You're just seeing this wrong. Let's frame it. First of all, your customers have the same concerns that you do. They have call centers. They don't want to fire all their people tomorrow. Like they're trying to figure out what this means. Okay. You are in a position, just take it as a given for one minute that you're safe. Just relax. Okay. I want you to think to yourself, how can I use these tools to help come out of character for one second and point out to the audience that you tell me to relax six to 12 times a day? Continue. Um, okay. That's a nice break. Actually. Yeah, I don't I don't even want to go into it. Let's Okay, so relax. Okay. Rich. Okay. Re- I want you to make the best dashboard and the best deck possible. Now you've already got this automated output that comes out of all the Salesforce tools and you can go I've seen everybody do it. You kind of generate your PowerPoint and you go and you say here's how you're doing and here's our roadmap and here's where we're headed. Yes. Okay. Now you have tools that could create a knowledge base specifically for that customer and all their users. Yes. Okay. You can do something that's custom just for your people. You can customize imagery. You can enhance diagrams. You can draw pictures of a bold new future in Mm -hmm. ways that you've never imagined before. Okay. Because you keep these tools at hand. You treat them as tools, not as threats. What I'm hearing is retrain, learn, keep learning. Don't assume that you as a cog in the assembly line can just keep doing the same thing because innovation and technology marches on. The value that you actually have in the role that you have is through your relationships, not in not because you can produce certain statistics and information about Salesforce installations at any given moment. You have to do both. Yes. But the most important thing is that they know you're a person they can call and that you will give them reliable information so that they don't increase the risk in their organization. Not only that, Paul, um, the relationships really come through when things go bad because I get to pick up the phone and say, hey, Diane, I want to get ahead of this. That's a huge part. Think about it. We were down for three hours last night and I want to make sure you're okay. Think about Amazon Cloud, okay? Amazon Cloud should never have any customers in the loop ever. I should just be able to buy access to services, run servers, and that should be it. Yes. But there's a premium tier. And what do I get with that premium tier? Humans. That's right. So it's worth money to people to know that if something goes wrong, humans will take personal responsibility and accountability. Relationships still matter and they will continue to matter. We're never gonna be done with that. I don't think in our life.
I gotta be frank. I'm most worried about the junior people. I've built relationships. I have an important Rolodex I rely on. I'm also, I think, pretty fast on my feet. Like, I'm not too worried about the computers coming to get me. But I am worried about some of the lower-skilled people who, frankly, it's a thick binder of scripts. They go to page 83 when someone asks this question. Actually, it's software that does it. In fact, it's Salesforce. Uh, Service Cloud. But we won't get into that. We're not marketing Salesforce here. But they are the ones that seem most vulnerable to me. What advice would should I give them? Okay, so good on you for, for chilling out for a second. Okay. You want to take care of those people? You want to be responsible towards them? I did shrooms 20 minutes ago. It's great. You want to take care of these people? Yes. Okay. That's right. A lot of people start like in a call center capacity. They're kind of running the script, so on and so forth. You now have a set of tools that will empower these people to have better English, better visual communication, and be more productive. Wait, what you're saying is don't go to war. This isn't your enemy. Take it in, become an expert at it, and let it enhance and grow your capabilities. Here's why. Okay. If you are expecting to continue to deliver deliver at the same pace, but someone else has access to these tools, they will be faster than you. If you train the junior employee, 25-year-old young woman Mm -hmm. comes in and you say, hey, I need you to make a PowerPoint. You ever seen a a new employee who's never worked with this stuff kind of struggle through the experience? Yeah. They just don't get the basic form in any way. Yeah. But I can say to her now, tell the computer to make you a PowerPoint. Right. Tell her, tell that you got to give her the prompts. And they learn from that. She'll learn the form. You know what she can do now? One, make a PowerPoint. She learned it pretty fast. She learned it from the computer. Mm-hmm. Two, and, and, she's, and when I say PowerPoint, give me the bullets. And then she has to put it into the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. We're not at the point yet where we'll make mm-hmm. you the PowerPoint itself. Okay. Now, great. Thanks. I ma- you made that PowerPoint. That's really helpful. It's on my desk. I didn't have to think about it. And it took you a day to kind of get it all trued up and where it used to take you a week as a really new employee. Right. That's cool. Now you can make five of these a week. So yep. I can talk to five times as many customers. Mm-hmm. Or I can do five times as many things for my clients. And my skill set is evolving. My skill set. Now, hold on. We're not done. I can have you do more of this faster. I can have you be more creative. I can have you make it more visual. I can have you make deeper, more intense things for the customers that think harder about their stuff. And I can have you make it. uh, I can have you use these Mm -hmm. tools to research and think. So it becomes an outboard brain. Paul, good advice. And I see the potential of a lot of the people I hire. But for some of the people that I hire, I can also see the limits of what they can learn and do. Um, their their skill sets are, let's just, I'm trying to be as kind as possible, kind of bound to a more sort of rote, scripted, day-to-day work life, right? I saw somebody online and they have very, it was, they were talking about how they mentor someone. And that person has very, very poor English and very poor written communication skills. So a challenge for them, because they have like a lawn mowing business, a challenge for that person is communicating. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're, you know, because the emails will start like coming Wednesday and that's it. That's the whole email. I've received many emails like that in my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you learn to kind of parse that, but it, it definitely doesn't make it, you feel secure that the person's actually going to show up on Wednesday. Yes. This person can say, write me an email letting them know I'm going to be there Wednesday. Okay. And it'll write a nice- In, in Albanian. 
That's right. And it'll write it in English and send it off. You can get there, right? You can right. get a nice, formal, clear communication structure. The tools that can empower you. It's an enhancement to yeah. somebody. Now, if you if you have somebody who is just really confused about why they're there in the first place. You might have a different issue. You have to educate and help them along the lines there if you want them to stay around. But I, if you, this isn't, this is, if you have low English or, or challenges with writing, I mean, this is actually, you know, we, yeah. people are very focused on the threat. This is a tremendous enhancement for people who want to communicate in the larger world and don't necessarily have the tools at hand at this moment. History has shown that technological innovation or innovation in general, frankly, uh, creates more jobs than destroys. It's, it's, it has been proven out look, time and time again. Um, I want to let's let me let's. Be I want to share a thought. Hold and on, a question. I want to just like, I want to I want to like complicate that for people to think through for a minute because I think it's important not to just be like more opportunity. Orchestras, they were great. Everybody loved orchestras for a long time. You needed to have one for every TV show. Mm-hmm. The synthesizer comes in. There's actually unions that that were like, we there will be no synthesizers. Sure, can't fight the synth though. Synth is good. You get the Pet Shop Boys. You get New Order. Yeah. So anyway, the synth starts taking over. Not great. I would say the last fifty years, not the best for orchestras. No. Tremendous flowering of enormous ranges of musical expression. That's really the outcome, right? The orchestra was able to protect its territory, but all this new terrain was created. At the same time, you get all this new music, you get labels, you get Spotify, and so yeah. artists don't get rewarded. So yeah. it's this very, very complicated ebb and flow. And you know, sure, but sure. if you, what I'm going to say is that like you can't solve the macro economy. Neither can I. My opinions about the macro economy don't matter. But you can create new opportunities. You should do that for your people. You should say, here's a set of new tools. We should get to them and we should master them in order to help our customers. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, they'll have more optionality. And that's the right thing to do. Well, wait a minute, Rich. Wait a minute. I went to the AI and I said these words. Please provide the transcript for a podcast with two hosts. Oh, no. The hosts are named Rich and Paul. The podcast is five minutes long. The hosts introduce themselves and then explain how stable diffusion and AI technology works. The hosts provide examples of software that people can use to explore and understand stable diffusion. They make some jokes and have witty banter. Both of them are in Brooklyn, New York. So let's do it. My name is Rich, and I'm here with my co-host, Paul. Hey there, Rich. Thanks for having me on the show. So today we're going to talk about something called stable diffusion. That's right, Rich. Stable diffusion is a type of machine learning algorithm that's been gaining a lot of attention lately. So what exactly is stable diffusion, and how does it work? Well, stable diffusion is a type of algorithm that's used to process and analyze data in a way that's more efficient and stable than the other algorithms. It works by using a technique called diffusion map to reduce the dimensionality of the data, which makes it easier to analyze and understand. That's really interesting, Paul. Can you give us some examples of software that people can use to explore and understand stable diffusion? There are a number of software packages that people can use to explore and understand stable diffusion. Some examples include Scikit-Learn, TensorFlow, and PyTorch. Thanks for that, Paul. It's always good to know what tools are available for people who want to learn more about stable diffusion. Absolutely, Rich. And if anyone out there is interested in learning more, there are plenty of online resources and tutorials available to help them get started. That's great to know, Paul. 
And just for our listeners out there, we're recording this podcast from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. That's right, Rich. It's a great place to be, especially if you're into machine learning and data science. Definitely, Paul. Well, thanks for joining me on the show today and for sharing your expertise on stable diffusion. No problem, Rich. It was great to be here, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Sounds good, Paul. Thanks again, and have a great day. You too, Rich. Bye for now. Okay, so calm down. That was awful. Yes, it was terrible. It had no soul. It was robotic. It's it's a it's a robot. It's a parrot. It's oh. Mad Libs. Very helpful, Paul. You've calmed me down. You've taken me to a more peaceful, relaxed place. Go play with ChatGPT. Go play with the image generators. You owe it to yourself. And frankly, they are good tools for, for business. You they're should, fun. You they're also fun and you should look into them. I mean, they're coming. Don't, don't look away. Don't forget, computers used to be people who did math. Right. Now, right. Exactly. now they're machines. <laughs> now they're machines. Ziadiford.com. You'll find all our podcasts. The uh, Ziani and Ford Advisors podcast is in all the usual popular podcast places. Spread the word. Reach out. How do they get in touch with us, Paul? We love topic ideas. We love giving advice. Send an email to hello at ziadiford.com or check us out on Twitter, etc., etc. You know how to get in touch. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.